0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Will I Ever Be Good Enough? As a family therapist, Dr. McBride receives many patients in her clinical work, and many of them have spoken of their inner pains. Upon investigating the origin of this pain, she found that most of it comes from the patient's mother. Through this, Dr. McBride also began to trace herself back to her own past life experiences and emotional states. She found that like the patient sitting in front of her, she had been deeply bound by maternal love. At all times, wherever she was, whatever her position and achievements she achieved, there was always a harsh critic chattering in her mind and harshly denigrating her. It doesn't matter how hard you try, your body is falling apart, and you're a wimp. Or can't you see you're a loser? Or you should be ashamed of yourself. These vicious words were like a knife which plunged into McBride's heart countless times. In her later career in psychotherapy, she met many children who, no matter how hard they tried, always felt unworthy in the eyes of their mothers. She had one 62 year old patient named Susan who had spent her life seeking her mother's approval but was disappointed all her life, ultimately dying in despair. She told her husband to carve her tombstone with she tried, she tried, she tried, she tried, tried, and then she died. In fact, the relationship between mother and daughter is very complicated. The main reason for the situation mentioned above is that many girls did not receive genuine love from their mothers during their growth. Their mothers were always self-centered, desired to control their children and lacked affection for them, which later causes many psychological problems in their children's adult life. These mental problems include oversensitivity, indecisiveness, a general sense of insecurity, lack of self-trust, inability to succeed in relationships, and so forth. How can a daughter recover from a narcissistic mother? This book will give you the answer the relationship between mothers and her sons and daughters is complex and delicate, where girls are more likely to suffer the most. Therefore, this book is primarily about the mother-daughter relationship. The author Kathy McBride with a Ph.D. in psychology is an American licensed marriage and family therapist. She specializes in research on the effects of narcissistic parents on their children. She has extensive clinical experience in the fields of trauma, sexual abuse, domestic violence, divorce, step-family therapy, and marital and family therapy. She's managed to help a lot of women get back in touch with themselves. This book is based on the author's own experiences of self-healing and includes many clinical cases and research. McBride decided to repair her own relationship with her mother before mustering the energy to help those in need. The book contains details of many of the negative emotions involved in the mother-daughter relationship. The purpose is not for us to blame our mothers, but to ask us to recognize the facts, understand what we are going through, and confront the problem before we can recover. Now, let's begin our healing journey. We'll highlight this book in three parts. Part 1. Characteristics and Types of Narcissistic Mothers Part 2. How do narcissistic mothers affect their daughters? Part 3 Ways for Girls to Recover from Narcissistic Mothers Let's think for a moment, what is narcissism? Many would associate it with a well-dressed selfish person who only cares for themselves. Others may think of narcissus from Greek mythology. Indeed, the term narcissism does come from the story of narcissus. The handsome young man Narcissus was very popular with the public. One day, after he noticed his charming appearance in the water, there was no longer anyone else in his eyes. He fell deeply in love with his own image. He was arrogant, self-involved, and eventually withered away and died. To comfort the goddesses, Zeus used the daffodils beside the lake in which Narcissus gazed into as an incarnation of Narcissus. The word Narcissism thus was originally meant for daffodil, and this story is the origin of the term. In everyday usage, a narcissist is someone who is arrogantly self-absorbed. Psychologists believe that narcissism is a personality disorder. Some people may have a few narcissistic traits, while those at the high end of the spectrum are considered to have narcissistic personality disorder. The nine traits of narcissistic mothers listed in the book can be roughly summarized into three categories. A narcissistic mother is characterized by her self-centeredness and sense of superiority and uniqueness. She often has unrealistic fantasies of success, status, and wealth. She believes that she should associate with other special or high-status people, and requires excessive admiration. She only talks about what she is involved in, but never talks about her daughters. In an example given in the book, mary's mother often exaggerates how a lot of important figures need her and appreciate her when dining out carrie's mother often acted arrogantly as if she was an upper-class social queen and treated the waiters as if they were slaves in her kingdom secondly a narcissistic mother is also good at manipulating others and is interpersonally exploitative to achieve her own ends she wants everyone to comply with her expectations hoping to enjoy privileges and favorable treatment. She makes friends with a motive and is always considering what they can do for her. If her friend is suddenly ill and diagnosed with cancer or lupus, the narcissistic mother will not hesitate to end the friendship in order to avoid helping her. She takes herself too seriously, asks for VIP treatment in everything she does, and often asks and even orders others to help her. Thirdly, A narcissistic mother lacks empathy, does not understand the feelings of others, and is often envious of others or believes them to be envious of her. She will criticize, correct, and even demean her daughter incessantly no matter what they tell her. These mothers' arrogance and self-righteousness are exhibited through the fact that they do not associate with average families, but instead fawn over those of high status. They lack female friends which they believe is due to jealousy on the part of most women. According to the American Psychiatric Association, approximately 1.5 million American women have narcissistic personality disorder. Don't be surprised if you find out that your mother has these narcissistic traits. The following situation is quite common. Narcissistic mothers are too self-absorbed, so their most common characteristic is jealousy. When children are growing up and they should learn to decide what they like, narcissistic mothers instead control their children's interests and prevent their free growth. A narcissistic mother will also tell you who she wants you to be in order to meet her needs, instead of validating who you are. She will not allow you to become an independent individual and nurture your natural talents. To win her love and approval, you must always obey her, and thus gradually lose your sense of self. There are three types of narcissistic mothers, the engulfing mother, the ignoring mother, and a mix between the two. The engulfing mother makes all the decisions for her daughter, including what to wear, how to act, what to say, what to think, and how to feel. The daughter gradually becomes the mother's appendage. This type of mother appears selfless and is a type of mother highly praised by popular culture, as they care about and would do anything for their daughters. This gives the daughter a sense of unworthiness and destroys the daughter's self-image and sense of self, while the mother is unaware this is happening. This is similar to the story of Miriam in the book. She was 28 and newly engaged, but her mother didn't approve of her fiancé and was doing everything she could to interfere, including speaking negatively about them behind their backs. Miriam erupted into heated arguments with her mother over the control she exerted in her life. Some mothers may go even further, teaching their underage daughter the so-called lessons of love, such as how to keep a man's interest, and how to undo their top buttons to attract men. One daughter was told, if you don't sleep with them, you lose them. The engulfing mother passes on her values, dressing style, decisions, behaviors, and speech mannerisms to her daughter. A child raised in this way will become an extension of her mother. The other type of narcissistic mother is the exact opposite, the ignoring mother. The ignoring mother never cares about her daughter's emotions and needs, nor provides her with any guidance or empathy. Daughters' feelings are often underestimated, denied, and ignored by their mothers. When they cannot get emotional support from their mothers, they may find another adult who can provide some guidance, in most cases these are relatives and teachers. As in the experience of one girl in the book, when she needed personal items, she asked her sister or teacher. She asked her teacher for help with menstruation and related hygiene care. If a girl is fortunate, she may find another adult who can help her. But some girls are not that lucky. Though these girls live in a home with a mom and dad, they endure a feeling of loneliness as if they were in a family with a single or no parent. Madeline is an adorable 10-year-old girl. She takes care of herself most of the time. She longs for a family meal where the whole family is sitting around a table and eating together. One day she planned to cook for her mom and made pasta and fruit cups. When Madeline set two plates at the table and announced that dinner was ready, her mother said she was on a diet and not hungry. Poor Madeline shook her little head innocently and confidently saying, First, I filled my plate and ate all of that, and then I switched to her plate and filled it up and ate that too. I pretended she was there. I played both people. I even had a pretend conversation with her, saying, Well, how was your day? What did you do today? Whether it's the engulfing mother or the ignoring mother, the distinct personality traits of both have a devastating effect on their daughters. The behavior patterns of these two types of mothers are generally identifiable. It's much more complex and confusing when a narcissistic mother demonstrates a mix of both engulfing and ignoring behaviors, making their daughters go through the worst of both worlds. These mothers usually flip from engulfing to ignoring and then back, making their behaviors more complex and difficult to understand. Sometimes, if the mother has two daughters, she may exhibit an engulfing behavior with one and an ignoring behavior with the other. This is how the author was treated as a child. She was the older sister, and her mother always sent her the message that she had to handle things independently. Her mother pressured her to grow up quickly so that she could take care of her and help with the rest of the family. When she asked her mother for help, she would be rejected mercilessly. However, Her mother gave her sister the message that she could not handle anything without her intervention. Her mother would always do things for her sister as if she is the only child. With so much being said, perhaps you've noticed similarities in your own mother-daughter relationship. From what we've gone over, it seems that narcissistic mothers only cause harm to their daughters. However, what about the situation of boys? And where is the father when a girl suffers from injustice, or is being neglected? Again, these problems start with the personality traits of the narcissistic mother who is self-centered and jealous. In such a family, everyone follows a set of unspoken rules where everyone takes a supporting role, and only the mother is the star. Naturally, the father also revolves around the mother like a planet does around the sun. As the father puts all of his energy on the mother, he becomes unable to attend to his daughter's needs and feelings. Let us visit another situation. In the case when a family member is sick and needs care, the family's attention is naturally shifted from the mother to the sick person. But how can a narcissistic mother put up with the fact that people's attention is not on her? Here, she will use the illness control method and suddenly have an illness-related crisis. That is to say she becomes sick and appears to suffer more than anyone else, so that all family members need to bring their focus back to her again. Of course, she can't get physically sick every day. She might instead become emotionally needy, and wear her heart on her sleeve in order to obtain comfort and care from her family. In short, these mothers use any means to get the attention of the family members. In a family with a narcissistic mother, The daughter's relationship with her father often causes the mother to feel jealous. This is one of the reasons why daughters often suffer from maternal narcissism. Such mothers can't bear their husbands getting too involved with other women, even their own daughters. The main object of a mother's jealousy thus becomes her daughter, a problem that does not arise with her son. At home, almost every narcissistic mother has expressed to her daughter that boys are more favored than girls. For many, the position of boys and girls has always been an imbalanced one in the family. Even so, sons are also subordinate to their mothers, and all the boys in the family must revolve around their narcissistic mother. An exception to this can occur when the son gets married and a daughter-in-law arrives who arouses the mother's jealousy. In the mother's eyes, the daughter-in-law is her competitor who takes away her son's attention. It can thus be seen that the traits of narcissistic mothers and the difference between males and females are a significant cause of the complex and delicate mother-daughter relationship. Well, that's all about the first part. We talked about the personality traits of narcissistic mothers, who are self-centered and always believe they are unique. Furthermore, they feel privileged and are used to taking advantage of others to achieve their goals. Finally, Narcissistic mothers also lack empathy, are jealous, and do not understand others' feelings. There are three types of narcissistic mothers, the engulfing mother, the ignoring mother, and a mix of both the engulfing and ignoring mother. They are either overinvolved or indifferent to their daughters, or they treat their two daughters differently. In short, they have a tremendous negative impact on their daughter's physical and mental health. In a family with a narcissistic mother— the father, brothers, and sisters all revolve around the mother. The father has no time for the needs of his daughter. The mother is more likely to be jealous of her daughter's relationship with her father, which further saint reigns the mother-daughter relationship. In many cases, the mother believes that boys are more important than the girls, which has an even greater negative impact on daughters. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.